Blog Talk Radio. We live! We live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. Blog Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one with LaVar and Mary for this Friday night, May 26th, 2023. Here in the States, it is Memorial Day weekend, of course, a time where we remember those uh, who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, So definitely while you are out this weekend and while you are uh, enjoying your three-day weekend, take some time to stop and remember those. Uh, it is not, and I want to make sure that we remember this every year, because what happens is that people always go up to uh, active serving people and be like, oh, happy Memorial Day. It, it's, no. <laughs> Memorial Day is for those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. It, it pretty much Veterans Day is for those who are active or have served. So, and I'm kind of looking over at my friend Mary just to make sure that she approves that message. <laughs> yes, I approve the message. I absolutely yeah. do. Because all the um, time, people get it confused. <laughs> yeah. Memorial Day is for the ones that have passed. Veterans Day are the ones that have served and are now either veterans or are going to be veterans. Um, so, but I, I mean, military's always been a – I have a soft spot for the military and – my heart so and to the families of those who have paid happy memorial day um thank yes. you for having to bear that burden um yes. but yeah yes so that's thank basically you. how you have to that's how you do it yes thank you indeed and um i, I want to make sure that even before we began even if i forget it uh that we at least mention that uh because there's a lot to cover here tonight uh, but that is in the States this weekend, so it is a uh, holiday weekend. A lot of people are already off and running uh, on their holiday plans and going wherever. Uh, if you are out and about, be safe, please. <laughs> uh, if you are somewhere listening to us on the go, thank you. Um, but, yes, definitely please be safe because I know with a lot of holiday weekends, it seems you hear so many horror stories come Monday or on Tuesday, about things that have happened that didn't have to happen. So if you must drink, please do not drive. Um, In cities where it is populated with issues for a lot of trouble, please leave the guns at home. Uh, We shouldn't have to say that every holiday. Really, it shouldn't be every day. But please, let's have an enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. It's supposed to be nice here. Uh, as far as the weather here in Chicago, and I know it is already warm in other spots. Actually, two nights ago, I think it was in the upper 30s. We're not a, we're, we're we're kind of a meteorological summer, but it's not summer here yet. <laughs> um, you know, when the heat kicks back on, that's not good. So um, the fact that the heat kicks back on in May, come on, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I like it when air conditioning doesn't on. <laughs> right. I mean, and I don't want to be one of those people, but it is a true sign that um, I know they're going to be like, here we go. That the environment here is Here we changing. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the environment's changing. I'm sorry. You know, if if the type of weather that we have now doesn't tell you exactly what's going on, I don't know what to tell you. Because when I was younger, probably about 20, 30 years ago, when you got to May, it was automatically like 70s, 80s. And as soon as June happened, at like 9 o'clock in the morning, it would be like 80 degrees out. So that's not happening right now. So you explain to me uh, how all of a sudden in the last 20, 30 years that we have cooler temps in like late May, early June. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or hotter temps in other places. Like last year with the heat wave that went through the UK, um, the I'm not going to harp about the heat wave that came through here, but the 115 plus temps in the southwest um, there's there's hotter temperatures and there's lower temperatures and it's like it's getting to be more extreme and not be more temperate and that's that's where i'm like give me my 70s <laughs> 70s and 80s all day every day like i'm give me that <laughs> like why can't i have that well what was the heat wave in the uk 67 degrees <laughs> I think it actually got up into triple digits fairly. Oh. Um oh, we were at, I I need to I need to uh verify it, but I believe last year it got up into the thirties and forties. Celsius. <laughs> Celsius, yes, thank you. Because <laughs> when you say that I I I'm pretty much like thirties and forties, what? <laughs> uh and once again, as every show we see when we bring that up. That is multiply it by uh, uh, what two point nine minus sixteen <laughs> plus uh, thirty two, and then you carry eight. <laughs> Add in the queen's age when she died, and then <laughs> then minus yeah okay. <laughs> I'm still going. I'm going to get it one of these days. Um, I will get it. Uh, tonight on the program, there is, like I said, a lot to talk about. Um, of course, later, I can't let this show go by uh, without um, acknowledging uh, the passing of a true legend this week uh, with Tina Turner. And uh, so uh, tonight, uh, in honor uh, of Tina Turner, I'm bringing back the top five. And tonight's top five will be in my opinion, because everybody's going to have an opinion, and this is the good thing about top five lists. If you don't make, if you don't like mine, make your own list. <laughs> um, but my top five Tina Turner songs. So um, that's tonight's top five. Potpourri night tonight. Uh, we got a bunch of stories for you. Uh, a couple of stories along the way. We'll take a look at what's trending. Then we've got the retro moment of the week. Coming up in a couple of moments, the Almanac. And then tonight, because I know you've been waiting for it, uh, we do have some smoking gun files for you. So, <laughs> always, <laughs> always a lovely thing. Because uh, we got to have at least some, like, something to smile about or laugh about or 
shake our heads at going into the holiday weekend. Um, right. I, oh, uh, I, just kind of a heads up. I wanted to give you a heads up on this one. The heat wave in the U.K. last year got up to mid-90s in Fahrenheit, 30s, 31, 32, 33 Celsius. Hmm. And no air And they don't have air conditioning like we have. <laughs> right. Mm. And by we, I mean me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You, you, I was gonna say no air conditioning. That's ooh, yeah. That's right? a little bit of a burn. That's a little bit of a barn burner right there. Um, fans aren't gonna really be your friend. Uh, and I guess you, know, you know what? Anything. You know what the old reliable is. Um, hmm. Some of my cousins will know. It's it's the old church fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fans they used to have in the South and during in those church services, in the Baptist churches in the South, sometimes in the Chicago area, you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> those fans usually had a bunch of them toward the front. Uh, you waved it so often, it probably broke off the stick. But, you know, when it would be hot, um, I know a church fan, man, that would uh, do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, uh, fire hydrant. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if they have uh, fire hydrants. I've never noticed a fire hydrant in the UK. Never looked for one, but I never noticed one either. There should be some. You would right. think, right? Fire brigade kind of thing. Now, what would they call a fire, fire hydrant? Would, like would, would, be a, now, would it be a water plug, <laughs> or would it be a like water dispensary, or just a fire hydrant? Because it has to be called something different than a hydrant. Yes. I would think it would have to be something different than a hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> something fancy. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll probably get an answer about that. <laughs> Hopefully we will. <laughs> All right. So, po- oh, so let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to look this up in real time here um, uh, with the fire hydrant because I'm pretty sure in different places. Uh, actually, here's the thing. I'm looking, and there are actually fire hydrants on sale online. One cost about 485 bucks. Uh, <laughs> on sale? Well, I guess. I mean, it's about as good as it's going to get. Um how you would get that installed? Be like to the like the water authority. Be like, hi, I'd like to install a fire hydrant, please. My own personal <laughs> one. Thank you. So I'm looking here. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking here at fire hydrants around the world, and in the Philippines, it's yellow. Uh, in Germany, there are underground hydrants with what's called a stores hose connection. Um, the Brazilian one is red. Like, in most places, it's red, uh, which I guess is good. Um, there's a underground one, and in British Columbia, there's a big red one, but it has, like, the two white dials and a black cover hose. Um, in Greece, it looks to be, like, a longer, larger type of hydrant. Yeah. Uh, but it says, in Germany, the Netherlands, Spain, the U.K., and many other countries, most hydrants are located below ground and are reached by a riser, which provides the connections for the hoses. The covers can also be artistically designed. 
So, um, in uh, United Kingdom and Ireland, hydrants are located in the ground. Yellow H hydrant signs indicate the location of the hydrants and are similar to the blue signs in Finland. Uh, mounted on a small post or a nearby wall, the two numbers indicate the diameter of the water main and the distance from the sign. There you that go. would be why I never saw them. Yes. <laughs> because they are located underground. Um, underground. There you go. That's why I call real-time fact-finding on this show. <laughs> we're, we're here in the case you you wanted to know that. So, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but as we said, today is the 26th of May. No, no, it's not the 26th of May. Is it the 26th of May? It's the 26th of May. Oh, there you go. You know, I think as we get towards summer, I lose all care about the date. Uh, you really don't care. <laughs> all you know, it's been a long week, and unless you've got something going on, you really don't care what the date is. You know about the first because that's <laughs> what most things would do. And, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I digress. Last show for the month of May, by the way. Next we meet, it will be June. So uh, mm. today is National Paper Airplane Day. It is also National Road Trip Day. Um, best road trip of all time, Blues Brothers, uh, if you've seen the movie. Yes. <laughs> they were on mission. <laughs> yep. It was dark and they were wearing shades. <laughs> um, <laughs> National Cooler Day is today. National Blueberry Cheesecake Day and National Don't Fry Day, meaning about out in the sun. Don't fry at all. Not good for you. Uh, the 27th is National Grape Day. It's also National Grape Popsicle Day. Now, I will tell you, growing up, uh, I was a fan probably of the grape and the orange. Not so much a fan of the red and the green. Or the blue. Or the blue. <laughs> 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 Correct. <laughs> or the blue. Uh, it's also National Cellophane Tape Day tomorrow. Uh, and then the 28th, hold on to your hats. It is National Family Fun Day. It is National Beef Burger Day. It is National Ham Burger Day. And it's National Brisket Day. And then Monday, it is National 529 Day. I hope some of you know what that is. <laughs> uh, it is also, the, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, it reminds families and friends that it has never been easier to help save for a child's future. By contributing to a 529 savings plan, you help to prepare a child for whatever path they choose. Uh, earnings grow tax-free on the federal level, and in most states, if savings are withdrawn to pay for qualified tuition and other expenses. Uh, 529s can be used for four-year community colleges, career and technical schools, and registered apprenticeships. Uh, they can also be used by another family member, or even yourself, for retaining or getting a new certification. Uh, and if your child does incur debt, 529 account funds can be used to pay up $10,000 in qualified student loans per beneficiary. Uh, grandparents, friends, family members that can contribute as much or as little as $10 to a child's account through online gifting tools, crowdfunding platforms, or e-gift cards. So instead of, like, 
you know, among the years spending like ridiculous amount of money on gift cards and other stuff, you can help put towards a five twenty nine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's National Five Twenty Nine. Too late for me. It's also National Coco Vaughn Day, uh, National Paper Clip Day, and Memorial Day on Monday. The 30th brings us World Glorosis Day. Um, it is, uh, if you know anyone that has ever suffered from MS, uh, it's definitely a day in which uh, you want to. Uh, at that point, um, definitely uh, observe. Uh, and you can contribute to a fundraiser or participate in an awareness event such as a walk or a dinner or a talk. Um, since 2009, the Multiple Sclerosis International Federation has sponsored World MS Day to raise awareness. Uh, I will tell you personally, I've known someone, my godmother, who actually had MS. Uh, it is very tough uh, to watch them uh, battle with that disease, and hopefully one day I am um, hoping that there is some type of, I know there's not a cure, but I'm hoping that somewhere, someday, someone figures out something because it's a horrible thing to watch a family member or loved one go through. Um, National Creativity Day is also on that day, Loomis Day, National Mint Julep Day, uh, National Water of Flower Day, and National Hole in My Bucket Day. Uh, <laughs> do you know why? No. The wacky Dear holiday. Liza, please tell me why. Yes, the wacky holiday is in honor of the fun children's song, There's a Hole in My Bucket. The song, which has its origins in 1700 Germany, is about a back-and-forth conversation between Henry and Liza. Henry needs to fix his leaky bucket. In each stanza, Henry asks Liza for advice. In the end, he needs a bucket to carry water to repair his bucket. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But that is what it's about. But there's the also other things. of man's <laughs> <laughs> And that is where we got that. Uh, but also, the 31st, the end of the month, it's World Parrot Day. It is World No Tobacco Day, uh, National Utah Day. Uh, it is also Necrotizing Facilitous Awareness Day. Uh, it is National Autonomous Vehicle Day. National Flip Flop Day is on that day. Uh, well, National Senior. <laughs> How many pairs of flip flops do you have? Uh, we haven't gone to Walmart this year to pick up the box of them, but we usually keep at least four or five pairs just around the house as needed for, in varying sizes, not even just the sizes that we wear, but varying sizes so that we can, if people come by the house, we can be like, you need flip-flops? Here we go. (laughs) Uh, It is also National Senior Health and Fitness (laughs) Day. (laughs) Flip-flops. Is Old Navy still... Is there an old Navy still around? Do they still do flip-flop sales? I know that would seem to be a popular thing at one point. Maybe? Question mark? Possibly? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, National Mac Room Day. National Save Your Hearing Day. Uh, it is National Smile Day. And on May 31st, 
It is National Speak and Complete Sentences Day. <laughs> yes, oh. it is National. <laughs> All right. That wasn't a complete sentence. Uh, <laughs> the day is dedicated <laughs> is to using proper sentence structure while speaking. Uh, it's entirely possible to celebrate the day while texting as well, so no LOL or ASAP on May 31st. So if you must laugh out loud as soon as possible, you'll need to say it or type it completely, and be sure to include a subject and verb that agree. Oh, and you also want to be sure to punctuate those sentences correctly. Uh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey. I'm just saying. I'm just a messenger here. And that's what that data yeah. is. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> complete sentences day. And then we go into June. Uh, that brings a lot of things that are coming up in the month of June if you have June. But June first comes on Thursday. So Thursday the first, it is National Game Show Day. Uh, it is also which I love. Uh, I may, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of game shows. If you listen to this um, broadcast, it's also World Milk Day. It's Global Day of Parents. World Reef Awareness Day. National Nail Polish Day. National Hazelnut Cake Day. National Pen Pal Day. It's National Say Something Nice Day, which it should be every day. Uh, National Heimlich Maneuver Day and National Go Barefoot Day. And then. Give you a heads up for next Friday. It is International Volkswagen Bus Day, <laughs> National Bubba Day, it is National Rotisserie Chicken Day, National Rocky Road Day, National Leave the Office Early Day, and yes, please. next Friday, June 2nd, it is National Donut Day. Sorry, drooling. I saved the best for last. <laughs> so there you donut. Go. Yes. Favorite, favorite donut? donut? What's your favorite? Oh, oh. Yeah, what's your favorite? Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Uh, no. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I know this is going to sound bad. My favorite donut. Uh-oh. We got hot cakes over here. <laughs> yeah. It, it's pretty much the glazed. I mean, I'm not like, I mean, I like the Long Johns. I like the chocolate Long Johns, but I'm usually like a glazed fan. Um, jelly donuts That's as what well. <laughs> jelly donuts as well. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. Okay. That's not a bad thing. Question mark. Uh, I like the... Um, the uh, blueberry, like the like cream cheese, sour cream ones. There, there's the words I'm looking for. That are uh, they're glazed, but they're the blueberry cakes ones. Those are my favorite. Hmm. Okay. So I'm, I mean, simple is good. I like donuts though. So like, I'm not against. I, I have yet to find a donut that I'm like, yeah, no, I don't like you. <laughs> there was one that I perhaps thought was too sweet. Um, I loved it, but every February, uh, the good folks at Dunkin' Donuts here in the U.S. used to have 
a brownie batter like donut and it would just be like way too much because it would be like this sweet donut with like this brownie frosting on top with a brownie like cream in the middle you were pretty much yeah that's that's a lot right and if you like you needed like a ton of either water and or milk to pretty much kind of like get over um like you're hopped on sugar pretty much and i was like yeah this is too much (laughs) that was the only time i thought it was too much for a donut (laughs) and i am all for uh, like sugar overload or anything else but that was too much so um this month or the next couple of months you're going to see a lot of weddings occurring uh Weddings, especially with the average cost of weddings continuing to break bank accounts across the country, it makes a lot of sense that people would take note of a bride who found pretty much a sneaky way to cut costs on catered food. So a vlogger and TikTok creator, Madison Mulkey, recently revealed that she spent just $1,950 on food for her 99 wedding guests. She did it by getting chilies to cater to dinner. She says, we love the price point. <laughs> I mean, you really can't beat that price point. You just can't, she told her TikTok followers in a viral video post earlier this month. She said it's insane that we only spent that much money for our wedding food. The menu included chips, salsa, salads, egg rolls, chicken tenders, sliders, Cajun chicken pasta, and even five specialty meals for guests with dietary restrictions. Uh, She and her family also offset the cost by picking up the food themselves instead of paying for delivery, and since her nuptials took place over a busy St. Patrick's Day weekend, Chili's could only handle the order at 11 a.m., even though her guests wouldn't be eating it until 6. She said, so we had some time in there. We had to keep things cold, and then we had to have our hired servers, who were really supposed to be cleaning, serving, and preparing, really do a lot of the cooking, but everyone made it work. Thank goodness. Their efforts paid off in the end. She said the food was amazing, and other people said so too, but they could have been lying to us. Her video, which has been viewed over a million times on TikTok, has gained praise from users who love the idea and committed her creativity. One viewer even claimed she catered her own reception with Chipotle, while another said that she was inspired to, quote, get Olive Garden to provide dinner for her own wedding. Uh, normalize this. Weddings are so out of control, such a great idea, another viewer wrote. Others, meanwhile, were concerned for the servers who were given the additional task of reheating chili takeout for 99 guests. All I can think about is how stressful this must have been for the staff, one commenter wrote, what like it, while another said that she hoped that she generously tipped the servers for the extra unplanned work. Even with a generous tip, it's likely that her fast casual feast was more affordable than the average cost of catering a wedding. In a 2022 study, the knot found that couples were paying an average of $75 per person for catered wedding dinners. Uh, when reached for a commenter, representative for Chili's described her workaround as iconic. Um, so I think that this actually could be the beginning of a new trend. If it's not beginning already. I, okay. It's been, oh, wow. 21 years. Has it really been that long? Wow. 21 years since I had a wedding. Um, Has it been that long? And in that wedding, I don't remember how much it cost, and we had, yeah, I know, right? Um, (laughs) 
and we had maybe 100 guests, but most of true Illinois fashion, most of our costs went to alcohol. <laughs> I, can att- I can attest to that. <laughs> we went through. Alcohol we free flowing. Cases. And I'm not joking, cases of champagne. Um, yes. <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. But food is, like, really, we had, we worked out a deal with our caterer for my wedding, and we still had so much extra food at the end of it um, that we were eating wedding food for, like, a week after my wedding. And that was the entire family, not just my husband and I at the time. Um, It is out of control. It, there is no reason to pay $75 a plate unless the food is worth $75 a plate. And on, if you're doing that, then you're, you're, your budget's yeah, <clears throat> pick a Pick a restaurant you like and get it catered through that restaurant, and I am down, 100% down with that. And if you are offering catering, then you should already have the – the availability in place to cater large groups like that. So even with the wet blankets that are like, oh, my God, the waiters, they have so much more work to do. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because you can't, you can't order that much catering like the night before. Apparently, the ice cream truck is just outside my house. I don't know if you heard that, but I was like, wow, I got no. music. I did not hear that. But, but I, did not, I did not hear that. But if so, do you have a dollar for some ice cream? Does it even cost a dollar? I do. Uh, I do have a dollar for ice cream. I have a few dollars for ice cream, but do you think I'm going to run after that truck? You want to go out and get some ice cream and do a live report while you're getting some? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because that would involve me running. This this girl don't run no more. I need you to go get me, like, the baseball mitt with the bubble gum in it. (laughs) Or is it the soft serve truck? Oh. Oh, maybe I should run out there. <laughs> I miss I miss those. <laughs> um, sorry, we were just having a childhood moment. But yeah, I mean that was <laughs> that was. I think that's a new trend. I think you know if I ever get married, I think I would want to do something where it's kind of like you know a Chicago style type of thing, where there'll be some pizza, some portillos. Uh, I had a friend actually when she got married. Um, she, of course, had, like, the traditional wedding food. But later on, after all the dancing and everything else, uh, she had catered in, and I'm trying to remember the name of the place, but it was a, uh, a, a, it's a famous hot dog place in Chicago. But she had catered in, like, hamburgers and hot dogs from this place. And it was such a cool idea. And I was like, this is so cool. Because literally they were trying to, like, give it away and it was a great late night snack because by the time I got home I'm warming this stuff up and I'm like man this was awesome idea <laughs> I was like I could have right? had that because I think so often we think when we think weddings we think fancy and we think uh, it has to be like high class but at the end of the day what's people thinking about man I wish I could go for a slice of pizza right now man I wish I could go for some McDonald's right now or man I wish I could go for something that they normally would go for I don't think that everybody is looking excited to going to a wedding for that that special chicken or beef or fish dish that comes out. It's the same old thing. I think it's actually exciting. I would love it. 
If somebody told me that it was catered by like a Chipotle or by a chili, <laughs> I would be like, oh, man, this is awesome. Or a nacho bar. You know, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I could go for. You know? Yeah. Exactly. We're all normal. Yeah. Let's eat normal. I, I think it's a wonderful idea. I, lo- I love when people kind of think outside the box and don't give a crap. Be outside the box. Well, not really outside the box. More or less outside the bra. Um, we're going to discuss a celeb who um, talked about um, <laughs> that and what makes them happier on the other side. Retro Bubble of the Week coming up next. Uh, like we said on the other side, we will have that. We'll have potpourri. We will have the Smoking Gun Files. We'll take a live look at what's trending. And my special top five tonight uh, in honor of Tina Turner, my top five Tina Turner songs of all time. Um, and on a full packed night, you know, I, I usually go into this and I want to apologize because I was telling Mary right before the show, I feel a little bit naked tonight. Normally right in front of me, I have my trusty iPad and I was on vacation this uh, last weekend, by the way, loved Atlanta. Uh, if you were from Atlanta, uh, I was actually quite impressed. I heard things going into it and went there, loved it. Beautiful city. Uh, hopefully I will get a chance to go back soon. And, um, so while I was there, uh, first night in, I dropped my iPad and it must've hit off the edge. And I think you know what happened next million different cracks <laughs> no! in my iPad. And the only thing right now is that, you know, I don't know what I was thinking the first few minutes. I was trying to use my iPad with my fingers and I'm like, what are you doing? You could probably get a sliver of glass in here. Um, so uh, I luckily remembered that I did have a stylus. <laughs> so I've been using that until hopefully my replacement iPad gets here. And trust me, I'm going to be a little bit more careful when the next one comes because that's a very expensive mistake to have happen. Lesson learned. <laughs> So, yes, my poor iPad, moment of silence for the iPad, which uh, only lasted probably about a year. So, <laughs> But enough of my issues. Um, hopefully you don't drop your iPads and or iPhones without the proper protection being around it. So just a public service announcement for you. <laughs> Retro Moment of Week, Max, yeah. thanks so much for listening. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much for joining us on this Friday night for page one. We'll be right back. Let her put you 
the driver's seat. Let her take you anywhere at all. This vacation really lets yourself go. Go Hertz class. With a new Chevrolet or other fine car, you'll see things you've never seen before. Do things you've never done before. Hertz lets you change the pace completely. Go where you want, when you want. If you wish, take up to 20 months to pay with the new Hertz revolving credit plan. So why hold yourself back? You get a rest while Hertz does the rest. Just let Hertz put you in the driver's seat. You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LaVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one with LaVar Mary on this Friday night, May 26th, 2023. Of course, that was Tina Turner for Pepsi. You know, I forgot she had a couple of iconic Pepsi commercials back in the late 80s. Uh, one even with David Bowie, um, which I wish I could have played, but the <laughs> commercial that I found really didn't talk about Pepsi. It was like them singing, which is kind of awesome. Um but it was a Pepsi commercial then. Uh, she also did one, I do believe, for Volkswagen. She did a couple of commercials uh, over the course of her career, which I forgot about. Um, but it was good to see it. And that was uh, one of the ones that she did for Pepsi. Uh, and then, of course, for you traveling, uh, let Hertz put you in the driver's seat. So, <laughs> yeah. I love um, that they gave you the time to pay for it. Right, right. Got 22 months. <laughs> man, look for a place now that I'll try and do that, man. You can't find that. <laughs> man. Yeah, they that, want, that, like, that's an... <clears throat> they want your firstborn child. Right. Firstborn in your blood. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> And even then, you got to have a credit check, got to have this, got to have that, got to have at least 10000 in the bank. You got to <laughs> – like, come on, man. At that point, I'll just go buy a car. Man. Um, I'm going to ask a personal question of you. Are you okay. happier without your bra? I'm leading to this with a story. Yes. Sorry. I already know the answer, but <laughs> that is like taking off what a what would be a good a, a two too small a pair of shoes. I can't I can't think of a good comparison for a man to understand the freedom of removing one's bra after having it on for more than five minutes. Maybe tidy whities if people wear that. 
know. I, no, I don't know because if people wear that, they probably are comfortable. I just yeah, no, no, just, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff's got to breathe, man. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, there's. I, I don't. Every woman knows the sensation of the ability to be able to take off the bra, and it's just like, it's it's freedom. Like, if your boobs could be Mel Gibson. They'd be screaming out the lines from Braveheart all the time. That's an interesting analogy. (laughs) Um, But yes, (laughs) where I was going with this is that if there's anything that fans have learned about Janelle Monae after releasing her sensual video, Lipstick Lover, she enjoys flaunting her body and the beauty that comes with it. In a new interview with Rolling Stone, she explained why she appreciates not wearing a bra. She says, I'm much happier, well, I'm going to clean this up a little bit, but she says she's much happier when her boobs are out and she can run around free. In a viral performance clip on Twitter earlier this month, she lifted her top and joyfully exposed her breasts. In a previous interview with Zane Lowe, she spoke about the creative prowess for her upcoming album and writing from a candid space. Uh, She had talked about how she had her age of depression, her age of anxiety, and her age of struggle, and... um, so now pretty much she's at a moment uh, where she has wrote this album. Um, and yeah, but it was more interesting that how open she has been here over the last few weeks uh, with her sensuality. And a lot of people will say, Hey, if you've known Jonelle, Janelle Monet for a while, that's how she is. But now she's really becoming a lot more open about it. Uh, but I, you hear so much about this, and I have friends who sometimes will, you know, uh, <laughs> who will put out on Facebook every day, like, oh, I'm home. I'm so glad I could take this bra off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Janelle Loday out there um, saying what every lady at this point, uh, some won't say, <laughs> but what a lot will tell you. Yeah, but this is the second week in a row we've talked about someone being open with their sexuality, but this is the new age now. I know some people aren't going to like it, but um, even with things like that. So uh, you'll have to say it again for the people in the back is that, yes, you don't want to be um, constrained all day. (laughs) Here's the thing, and this is I think this is where this comes in. Most uh, every lady is a different size. And every lady that's a different size, you are beautiful. Do not take this as anything other than you are beautiful and I am envious. I am on the larger scale of the ladies. My girls are just a little little bit on the bigger side. Um, not as big as some that I've seen. Not gonna, I'm not going to lie. But bigger than some. Most of my friends cannot go without some kind of support. Let's do it that way. And when I don't have support, although I need it during the day so I don't have them, like, down around my belly button, um, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like having to have them up being held up with, you know, chicken wire and, and, and you know, stainless steel. I just – there's times when they just need to have a – free moment and I would love to have lived in the 60s and again having them down by my belly button I I envy those who can go without 
but I am not one of them. So when I get to remove my armor at the end of the day, it is freedom. It is wonderful. I am sitting here too much information, but I'm sitting here comfortable. So there you go. (laughs) Here's my my thing as a guy. Here's my thing. How come a woman hasn't invented a more, what's the word I'm looking for here? A more comfortable bra. And please tell me you're kidding about chicken that wire. That is the age-old question. <laughs> that is the age-old question. I mean, who um, who knows better than a woman to invent a more better bra, but it, why has it not happened yet? Right, that, exactly. This is probably not going to come from <laughs> No, and I don't know. And there are women out there trying. I'm not saying that there aren't. There are women out there trying, and it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot. Some of it, I'm not going to say a lot of it, some of it also, ladies, you're actually doing yourself bad by not taking them off. Like, take off your armor every now, every night at least. But take off your armor. I know people that leave it on all the time, and it's like, ooh, that's why? not good. Why? That's not good. Yeah, I don't know why. I Trust me, I do not know why. But it's like, nope, that's not good for you. Free to bronze, again. <laughs> Burn them. Burn them. Free them. Burn them. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for burning. Anybody that wants to do a bra burning, let me know. We will set it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the men are standing on the outside going, I want to be invited. No. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, no, I I thought that was very interesting, though. Uh, but it is, you know what, I think it's a quarter after, a quarter till the top of the hour, but um, I'm going to get it a little bit to potpourri. I'm going to go a couple of stories in, and we'll take a live look at what's trending. Uh, but this one actually, this actually does bring up the great debate, because I actually did ask my mom about this today, and I did not know how bad this issue was until this actually came about. But the folks at Kraft uh, is changing its packaging following uh, customer complaints. Uh, So here's the thing. One of America's leading cheese brands is making some changes to its iconic orange squares. On May 23rd, Kraft Singles announced the launch of a new era for its quadrilateral product, which includes new packaging and a fresh look, complete with a redesigned logo. And yes, the company says its individually wrapped slices will finally be easier to open. Kraft, which first introduced the Kraft Singles back in 1965, says its updated packaging includes, quote, easier to open individual wrapping, specifically the plastic that contains each slice, will now feature a slightly textured flap, making it easier to find, and be thicker and sturdier, making it easier to stems from the number one consumer complaint being the inability to easily open the clear wrapper, read an email announcement from Kraft. This is finally opening a Kraft Single won't invoke the same frustration is finding the edge on a roll of tape. Now, over the years, people have regularly taken to social media to air their grievances with the Kraft Singles packaging. Uh, and one said it should be illegal to trap delicious cheese and hard-to-open plastic wrapping. Um, in addition to meeting the demands of a frustrated cheese-loving public, Kraft, is, like I said, has changed the look of its packaging. It's a bolder version of the Singles wordmark, new simple and bold fonts, and an updated blue color in the packaging. 
Uh, the new packages, uh, well, Kraft last had a logo change in 2018. Uh, this has taken, they said, over a year uh, to redo everything. Um, and also, the changes come as the company has made strides to reach a younger demographic. Um, so these will begin rolling out at the end of 2023. <laughs> so fear not, it is coming. But I did not know just how many people had issues opening a package of cheese. People that have issues opening a package of cheese need to go back to, like, get their life together. I have never – I'm going to knock on wood now. I have never not been able to open a package of Kraft Singles cheese. I, I'm i not going to say that it's been always great. There's been a couple of times when I went to go pull the, the plastic and it broke. But, I, okay, whatever. I still need to get into the cheese. So just open it. We just open it. <laughs> and finding the end of the tape versus opening the plastic on the cheese, no, I don't think so. I, I think people are dumb. Just look at it. There's a difference. <laughs> I, I'm so frustrated by that. But whatever. As long as they don't taste as long as they don't change the taste of it, I don't care. <laughs> no, they're not gonna they're not gonna change the taste of it, but I mean it it I have Talk to some people who have said uh, they shall go nameless for even one set that they took off what they thought was the whole thing, but there was a little bit left on the back because it didn't entirely come off, popped it in the microwave uh, to, <laughs> to add to something, and then that, that package was still on. So, yes, um, I'm guessing and hoping that this new packaging will probably help someone. So, yes, if you're out there and you have issues um, and you didn't stay at Camp Lejeune, uh, there's no, there's no uh, crafting for you, but yeah, it, help is on the way. So. <laughs> Lord. And if yeah. you still can't get it open after that, just let me know. I'll hand it to me. I'll do the mom roll, eye roll, and open it for you. It'll be fine. You'll be good. It's going to be like a class action lawsuit. <laughs> Did you have trouble opening up the craft singles? <laughs> you may be entitled to your compensation. <laughs> As long as you were trying to open up a craft single slice of cheese between the years of 1982 and 1991. Right. It's going to happen sooner or later. <laughs> you oh, said man. it. It's going to happen. <laughs> Somebody's going to come up with it. I had issues trying to open it, or I swallowed a piece of the plastic because I thought it was entirely off, or I thought it was open, and yes, now I'm looking to sue. It's, well, we're already suing over little things. I mean, Pete's sake, we just talked about a lawsuit about a week ago. So, I mean, there's there's so many different lawsuits now on food. You know, after a while, they're going to be like, hey, before you eat this, you got to sign this stuff over. <laughs> sign this stuff over. That you're not yeah, you have to sign a waiver. By right. opening this box, you ad- you admit that you've read all directions. <laughs> right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yep. By the way, when you put it in the oven, it's hot. Yes. Boiling is hot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going. I got <laughs> Well, one of the things that's also happening, it says uh, now. Well, here's the thing, and this is where this came from. This came from CNET. Uh, Amazon's palm scanning tech now lets you buy beer at an MLB stadium. 
It says, keep your ID in your pocket at Coors Field where you can prove your illegal drinking age with a wave of your hand. Next time you take yourself out to the ball game, you might be able to pay for beer and prove your age to drink it all with a touch of your palm. Denver's Coors Field, home of the Major League Baseball's Colorado Rockies, is the first sports venue to offer Amazon One's age verification capability. Amazon One is the palm-based identity service that lets you pay and verify your identity by hovering your hand above a scanner at various stores and venues. Some Whole Foods and Panera locations already use or are adding the Palm scanners. Now, to use the Amazon One service, you first have to enroll. Coors Field offers enrollment kiosk at its Sandlot Brewery, which is the first brewery inside an MLB ballpark and its Silver Bullet Bar, a, a full-service bar specializing in local and national craft beers. Those who are already Amazon One members can enroll in the age verification part of the service by visiting one.amazon.com and uploading a photo of the front and back of your government-issued ID, such as your driver's license and a selfie. The technology may not seem like it would save you much time, but every second may count as MLB games are moving more quickly these days. Um, automated recognition via physical characteristics is known as biometrics, and it's raised privacy concerns. Amazon and other companies face lawsuits claiming that they use photographs obtained without permission to train their technologies. The age verification service is now available at Coors Field and will be introduced to other venues in the coming months. Um, I know I'm going to sound like an old fogey on this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that comfortable with just waving my palm and having some uh, machine be able to tell who I am. I know a lot of people okay. are going to be like, well, it's happening now with other stuff that you do. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little bit on the side where I'll have to see where this goes. Because I think that's kind of digging too deep. Like, you know, unless it's for flying, unless it's for some other major service, grocery stores and buying some beer at a ballpark, that's sharing a little too much biometrics. What next? Blood samples? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, possibly. Sure. Because I want to tell scary. you how this is scary. Because, uh, I mean, here, I, talk, uh, I didn't tell you. Now, I talked the other day to someone about uh, a situation. Like, I, I was online. I kid you not. I was at work, and I happened to do something on Amazon on my phone. And a few seconds later, on my work email, I got something that looked like uh, Amazon. It was it was uh, um, it was pretty much a um, it was spelled wrong, so you knew it was from a bad. I think it was Amazon, E like Amazon, and it was something about either Prime or something else. And then like a while later, um, I went shopping at Walmart and had used my card, and I get an email from Walmart. Hey. Uh, we know that you were shopping there today. Here's some stuff that you might have bought that you might like to get again. Now, I didn't use the app. I didn't use anything. <laughs> it's like, already you kind of like are following me. Not really appreciative of that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. But you can opt out of that with, you know, doing the 300 different things to opt out. Do you really get opted out? <laughs> no, no, you, no, you don't. <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> so, you don't. 
Yeah. It's kind but of like in this case, I, I don't think this is a good idea. But I'm also get off my lawn kind of woman, so you know, hey, go for it. Um, and here's my reasoning. Granted, with palms, you're going to get fingerprints on there, and so and palm prints on there, and those are unique, so this wouldn't happen. But Apple currently uses uh, face recognition to unlock your phone, right? So mm-hmm. if you look, if you sir look at my phone, what you're going to see is Yahoo notification, Discord notification, Twitch notification, but that's it. Until I put my face in front of the phone, it won't tell me or it won't tell you what those notifications are. It's just that there are. Once I do it, then they open. Now I can see what I'm looking at. Or I can unlock my phone. Uh, recently, in the last, uh, during when I'm driving, I don't text and drive. It's distraction, and I'm usually not alone in the vehicle, so I don't do that. Um, needed direction somewhere, so I go, hey, kiddo, can you unlock my phone and get some directions for where we're going? And she knows my passcode, so she can unlock my phone. I know. Weird. I trust my kid with my passcode. So she goes and picks up my phone and goes to put in the passcode, and it recognized her face as mine. Oh, and unlocked no. the phone. Wow. <laughs> now, with that being said, we do look a lot alike. We do have a lot of similar features, but if that's happening on just my iPhone and all it's doing is unlocking access to my phone, who's to say something like that won't happen when somebody's trying to buy alcohol at a baseball field and they're underage? Prove to me it won't. Prove to me that it won't get there there's no a way around it show me show me now because i can do this now where i hand my phone to my daughter who is underage and she looks at the phone and it unlocks for her and her face is not on my phone as an unlockable you know like a face to unlock my phone hmm. prove it that's where i'm at going to wow. happen we're going to end up with these a lot of a lot of biometrics like that because of the whole i don't want to touch nothing i don't want to carry nothing i don't want to have dirty paper money um <laughs> but i'm not i'm not 100 percent convinced that you can keep people from bypassing the system not yet By the way, if you don't want to handle your dirty paper money, you can send it to me in care of Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> I will be more than happy to handle that for you. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we've got a couple of more stories of the potpourri, Ben, but I want to kind of get to what was trending uh, on this Friday night. Uh, of course, it's Friday. So pretty much we already kind of knew where we're going with this. Um, SmackDown's trending. Uh, Taylor Nation is trending because Taylor Swift is. Um, uh, she's well, touring what happened, right now. Yeah, she's touring right now. Um, I guess there was a live stream, and there was uh, some type of announcement, and then they didn't show the video. It pretty much kind of like uh, cut off. <laughs> 
<laughs> so a lot of people not oh, happy no. about that. Yeah, a lot of people not happy about that tonight. Uh, and then uh, Scotty is trending because this week, man, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan's relationship is just like falling apart post like last dance and like everything else. Uh, Scotty Pippen has made some comments on a podcast this week, among which he says that Michael Jordan was a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. Um, And he said uh, that LeBron James will be the greatest statistical player to ever play the game of basketball. Um, Michael Jordan was just, yeah, and he said that he used the last dance to hype his career and make him more relevant in today's world. Um. And I know he said that he was horrible before he showed up. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. But I guess at the end of the day, too, I guess he forgot that his uh, Mike, Michael Jordan's son is dating his former wife. But we're not going to go there. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's a little... <laughs> Maybe that's why he's a little... No, Oh, you just do you, Scotty. <laughs> but um, also trending is AEW Rampage. Uh, baseball, there's a lot of that trending tonight. Um, and... Um, yeah, there's just a lot of sports. Um, also trending is uh, One Direction's Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Uh, they are performing that, or it's kind of trending as they were performing that at the Mohegan Sun Arena. Um, Blue Ivy is trending, but my guess is because she probably popped up at Beyonce's uh, Paris um concert today which she did um and i know quite a few celebs that were in the house for that uh the little mermaid is trending because i do believe that opened up now um uh it's out everywhere in theaters so um it has earned the seventh highest preview gross uh, for a GPG rated movie in history at the box office with 10.3 million earned on Thursday. Um, so yeah, are you interested in going to see The Little Mermaid? Heck no, not huh? because of anything other than the fact that it's not animated. I do not like the live actions. They, mm, no, no. Not a fan of, uh, not a fan of live action. Huh? Not a fan of live-action Disney animated movies. No. Like, leave them alone. They were good. Leave the animated movies alone. They were fine. I got you. I got you. I got what you're saying. <laughs> I hear what you're putting down. I hear what you're putting down. <laughs> um, from the Pope Refiles as well, and I'm pretty sure that this will make you happy. I know that you are a big Lego fan. Uh, Lego is headed back to the 80s with a 2,651-piece <gasps> model Pac-Man arcade cabinet. Uh, the set 
is based on a real 1980s arcade game cabinet and comes complete with a light brick to illuminate the coin slot. Uh, Pac-Man, which of course was launched in Tokyo in 1980 and went on to become one of the most successful arcade games of all time. Players control Pac-Man, of course, who's a yellow, as you say, cheese-shaped character. <laughs> now, what while the Lego set does not actually function as a gaming system, it is loaded with retro game details you'll want to devour, the company says. It features what Lego calls, quote, a mechanical maze, which is operated by turning a crank on the side of the set. When turned, the characters move around the maze in a realistic way thanks to a triumphant engineering efforts. Uh, measuring 13 inches high, 10 inches wide, and 7 deep, the arcade cabinet has a removable back panel that reveals the inner workings of the machine. Um, to honor its role as a pillar in the history of video games, Pac-Man, of course, was among the titles added to the permanent collection at the Museum of Modern Art back in 2012. Now, the Pac-Man arcade set goes on sale on June 4th as part of LEGO's Icons collection, which is designed for a challenging yet rewarding building experience. Now, other sets of the collection include a Land Rover Classic Defender 90, the Titanic, and the Eiffel Tower. Um, current cost of the Pac-Man arcade is $70. That's the only bad part about Lego and Legos. They're so flipping expensive. Yeah, it's not cheap. Like, like we remember. <laughs> but I love me some Legos. I'm not gonna lie. Remember when a Lego set, which was like probably around thirty, was considered the most expensive? I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the days. Not anymore. Um. So, now, did you know Taco Tuesday is actually a copyrighted and protected phrase? Uh, no. Any business, any business that seeks to use the word Taco Tuesday must seek the permission of Taco John's, a Wyoming-based chain that has owned the trademark since 1989. However, Taco Bell is waging a legal battle over the phrase which first surfaced in 1973. Uh, the fast food giant filed a petition with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to cancel the trademark, claiming the commonly used phrase, quote, should be freely available to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. The company says it doesn't want the trademark for itself, but to, quote, liberate it. Taco Bell added that nobody should have exclusive rights in a common phrase and that the use of the phrase, quote, potentially subjects Taco Bell and anyone else who wants to share tacos with the world to the possibility of legal action or angry letters if they say Taco Tuesday without express permission from Taco John's simply for pursuing happiness on a Tuesday. They also call it trademark pure chaos. It says, can you imagine if we weren't allowed to say what's up or brunch? Chaos, the company wrote in its court filing. To deprive anyone of saying Taco Tuesday, be it Taco Bell or anyone who provides tacos to the world, is like depriving the world of sunshine itself. Now, trademark attorney Josh Gerben told CNN that Taco Bell has a strong case as over the years, Taco Tuesday has become a commonly used phrase. Uh, Taco John said in a statement that Taco Bell has not reached out to us, so we have no comment on any possible trademark action. Taco John would like to thank our worthy competitors at Taco Bell for reminding everyone that Taco Tuesday is best celebrated at Taco John's, the trademark owner of Taco Tuesday. <laughs> so to show their support for Taco Bell's uh, liberation efforts, fans and taco lovers alike are invited to sign the free Taco Tuesday petition. And now you know. <laughs> I don't think anybody should have that. 
I am I am shaking my head because that Taco Tuesday is not the only statement. Although I didn't realize it was trademark, the only common phrasing that's been trademarked. That's hot. Mm-hmm. By uh, what's Paris her name? Holt. Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she trademarked that. I'm sorry. What if I'm describing something and it has just come out of the oven? That's hot. Oh, now I can. I, come on. <laughs> if somebody heard me and decided, hey, guess what? You didn't pay the thing. You were making, making copyright. There's a lot of weird copyrighted things out there that need to just go away. But whatever. Not not my. Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop being grouchy and I'm gonna sit here and just mull in my corner <laughs> with my tacos from Tuesday. <laughs> right. Oh, you'll do that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I didn't say Taco Tuesday. I said tacos yeah. from Tuesday. Ah. You just, <laughs> just said it. <laughs> Copyright by Taco John or whatever yeah. the heck it is. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, good Lord, man. Yeah, we can't even say that anymore. Um, there you go. I did. I did not know that. Um, I didn't either. I am a little disappointed by that. <laughs> anyway, um, still ahead, my top five uh, in honor of Tina Turner, uh, top five Tina Turner songs, and Smoky Gun Files. Uh, and then we'll wrap up this Friday night. I got a bonus retro moment for you. Um, only because, but we'll do that. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Page one. Holiday greetings from Budweiser. That wasn't the one I wanted to do. <laughs> that was good. What holiday greetings are we doing? It's not even a right holiday. See, that wasn't even the one I wanted. This is a Friday night for you, man. I t- you see, I told you I thought I saved the other one, and that's not even the one. And I knew I should. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to do Budweiser. We'll do that next time. But we'll just do Lower Browse. Go ahead. Here's to good friends, tonight is kind of special, the beer will pour, must say something more somehow, so tonight, tonight, let it be Lord Brown, let it be Lord Brown, it's been so long, he I'm glad to see you, raise your glass, give you health and happiness. So tonight, tonight, let it be all the best. When you're with good friends having good times, don't just have a beer, have a low and brown. Because good friends and good times deserve the taste of a great beer. And there's really only one, low and brown. Tonight, let it be low and brown. You know, there's a reason I don't feel bad for playing the wrong commercial, because... A little while ago, I kid you not, I was on um, MSN, and there was an article for WWE's Night of Champions, and I was like, that hasn't taken place yet. And <laughs> there was an article already up, and it was like, hey, uh, this evening was a great night at Night of Champions, and then it was, and it had, I kid you not, it was like uh, X number of championships were won. 
and there was a new world heavyweight champion crowd, and then all I had was all the matches but no descriptions. And I was like, that's tomorrow. So somebody released the article early, <laughs> the pre-written uh, article already written for the event. <laughs> so it happened to go to professional level, too. I don't feel bad. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Don't feel bad. Ain't mad. Anyway. Um, Tina Turner passed away this week, and as we were saying, you know, there were probably two different lives to Tina Turner. Uh, we, we think about the first portion of her life in which she was aligned with her ex-husband, Ike. Um, and if you saw the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? And if you read her book, you know exactly uh, the hell that she went through uh, with Ike Turner. Um, and, you know, fate has an odd way of when you go through hell, you get to the more successful bliss post that hell in which she did. And when it got to the late seventies, early eighties, she found herself with individual success uh, in the rock hall of fame, both uh, for her work with Ike and as well as uh, on her own. Um, And she has been described as the queen of rock and roll. And I will tell you from experience the first time that I listened to uh, Tina Turner um, as a child, my dad had uh, her album. I'm going to get it so wrong. I think it was Private Nancer, um, but it was one with that on there and um, one with her other hits on there. And it sounded different because when you think of black artists, uh, you think mostly either R&B or jazz but this was someone who had a sound unlike any other for, you know, a black woman from the South that went from pop to, you know, uh, now rock standards. I mean, we call it what we call it, even if you are a uh, music uh, lover. Um, it had a rock feel to it. Um, and she went on to sell out stadiums and even make history along the way, because if you've seen some of her later shows, uh, I do believe she has a Guinness World Record. Uh, On January 16, 1988, she performed for approximately 188,000 fans at uh, the Marcana Stadium in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Uh, At that time, it was the largest paying concert attendance for a solo artist. Previous record was 170,000 fans, and it had been set by Frank Sinatra at that very same stadium eight years earlier. Uh, At that point, she was midway through her Break Every Rule tour. And, you know, thinking about her place in music history, it is safe and secure that her songs, even though now a lot of people are just hearing them for the first time or getting uh, familiar with them and the many things that she's done, uh, I think it is safe to say that uh, you will not probably see the likes of someone with that deep husky range of Tina Turner really come along and be able to wow an audience, not only from her singing standpoint, but from a dancing standpoint. She put on a show wherever uh, she went. Uh, so tonight, uh, in her honor, person who's listened to uh, most Tina Turner songs, I have got my top five of what I think is probably the definitive top five. Now, 
I will tell you this before I even go into it. Um, honorable mention to Private Dancer and Nutbush City Limits, which is awesome songs themselves, but they did not make the top five. Um, and you know if I left out those two, that it has to be a pretty powerful list of, of her songs um, to make this list. And like I said, if you don't like top five lists, as someone familiar that I know once said, make your own damn list. But, uh, <laughs> but here we go, starting with number five. So number five, I know Mary will know this song as soon as I say it, uh, but at number five, I had We Don't Need Another Hero, Thunderdome. Thunderdome! Yeah, the mid-'80s turned into the first golden age of the blockbuster soundtrack Power Ballad, and it was pretty much the post-comeback for Tina Turner. Uh, And, of course, this song from the uh, third Mad Max movie, which she starred in, incidentally, um, was pretty much, uh, yeah, I mean, it was her. It reached number two on the Hot 100 of the Billboard charts. Um, and if you think 80s and you think power ballads, I'd like to think that you'd think of that one. Uh, but it leads us to number four. Number four, now you know if I had to put uh, different songs at different places, and I love this song, but, uh, well, it's called The Best, or simply The Best, uh, which became a signature tune for her, despite being first recorded by Bonnie Tyler. Um, and, and Tina put her voice to it. It became sort of her anthem and used in a lot of stadiums and, you know, used for a lot of other things. And The Best uh, winds up at number four. Um which now you know as we're getting kind of deeper into this uh, count that uh, there's probably some more, uh, what's the word I want to use, uh, deeper songs here that come to the top three. But at number three is perhaps one of my favorites, that it was from the Spectre Wall of Sound. Um, it was hardly the chart-dominating smash that producer Phil Spector anticipated, but River Deep Mountain High, nevertheless, it was pretty much her voice emanating deeply from, you know, her chest one moment before soaring to the upper register in the next. I know a lot of people, and even though even though he did a lot more bad, but Phil Spector did, when he did good, it was for music. And this Tina Turner hit, if you listen to anything this weekend, listen to that and then hear the orchestral tunes with her voice and both carry each other. Uh, which leads us to number two. Uh, there's two that I kind of flip-flopped with here, and I know I'm probably going to kick myself later this weekend. But at number <laughs> two <laughs> is one in which I think everybody has either done at a karaoke bar or is done in their basement or at a family reunion or at some other place, but Proud Mary which went to number four of the Hot 100 for her in 1971, is my second greatest Tina Turner hit. Yes, it's technically a Creedence Clearwater Revival song, but she more or less took over ownership rights when she first covered it in 1971. And 
as soon as you heard her say that every now and then we like to do things nice and easy before inevitably blowing the roof off of any given venue, um, yes, that was pure Tina. And I think when people think Proud Mary, they're thinking Tina Turner first. And that leads us to my number one Tina Turner song. So I mentioned quite a few. But, of course, you all have to go back to the one in which it was one in which she didn't actually want to record when it was presented with her by her management. She thought the song was terrible. And the synth-pop slow burner would inevitably inspire a change of heart upon becoming the most biggest song of her year. Uh, It was clocking three weeks at number one, the Hot 100. It won three Grammys and gave the 1993 biopic its title. It was an anthem of resilience and became the defining song in her career, and that's what's love got to do with it. Um, Those are my top five Tina Turner songs. I don't think we're going to get probably too much argument out of that top five. (laughs) I was going to get mad at you if you didn't put what's love got to do with it somewhere in that top five. So I was like, I I was starting to get a little worried that I was going to have to give you a what for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, you knew it was in there. You just didn't know where it was. As soon as I did number two, you knew that was coming at number one. So, uh, Yeah, Proud Mary's my number one, but that's, you know, I just, I'm sad she's gone. I understand that everyone must shake off this mortal coil at some point. However, she was amazing. The What she endured, how she bounced back. She was the phoenix of women. Uh, She would put at her shows, oh, I wish I could have been around in the 70s and the early 80s and going to like one of her concerts and just watching her dance on stage in five or six inch heels. Like this lady, oh, like my heart's sad right now that she's gone. But yeah, I would have flipped the two for the top two on mine, but definitely, definitely, definitely good list. Um, we can recreate that, and we can have you do some heels and try to do Proud Mary at a um, at a karaoke night sometime. And and then you're going to pay for the hip replacement that happens afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just like I don't know how I don't know how she did it, but she did. <laughs> and she was still doing it into her sixties and yeah. Yes. Insane, man. Yes. Take note, ladies. <laughs> anyway. Um let's see. Come to the smoking gun files. Uh there's quite a few here tonight. Um I know which one I'm now going to say for last. I think I know where to go in order with this. But uh, first story comes from an Oklahoma man who's facing an indecent exposure charge after allegedly using airdrop to send explicit photos of himself to employees at a real estate firm where he was applying for an apartment. Police say that Jack Helm, 23, earlier this month, used the airdrop feature on his phone to transmit photos, quote, of his private parts, and of himself naked in front of a mirror, according to a probable cause filing. Investigators described the alleged offense as, quote, indecent exposure 
via digital means. Uh, Helm went to a Tulsa realtor to apply for an apartment, cops say. An employee at the firm told police that they directed Helm to, quote, sit at a computer for the application process. And while he was filling out the application, two workers received airdrop notifications on their phone. Curious to what the contents were, they both accepted the airdrop only to discover the naked selfies. He was arrested and booked into the county jail on a felony count, and he was later released on a $2,000 bond. He is scheduled for arraignment in late June. <laughs> and it does not appear that Helm, who lives with his parents, got the desired apartment. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Maybe that's why he's taking pictures of his junk because he's living with his parents and that's all he gets to see. Probably. Poor guy. Well, uh, speaking of music, the song We Didn't Start the Fire was blasting from inside of a Minnesota building that was set ablaze by the landlord, according to police who say that the accused arsonist queued up the Billy Joel single while forced by torching the pro- property with his tenants inside. Investigators allege that Travis Carlson burned a Duluth duplex last Thursday morning using gasoline extracted from his car as an accelerant. Carson, who's being held in the county jail on $75,000 bail, has been charged with arson in the first degree, which is a felony carrying a maximum 20-year prison sentence. As, as detailed in a probable cause statement, they were dispatched to the duplex around 4 a.m. following a 911 call. When first responders arrived, they, quote, saw the upstairs apartment in flames with we didn't start a fire blazing or blaring from the upstairs apartment. Carlson, who, who purchased the building in 2005, lives upstairs and rents out the downstairs space in the property, which was built in 1901. The downstairs tenant told cops that he was awoken by the sounds of Carlson smashing glass and breaking things inside the upstairs unit. A neighbor reported seeing him wearing a helmet and smashing his own windows around 3.30 a.m. The witness added that he saw him under his truck with gas cans going in and out of the house before seeing, quote, a flash like a fireball come from the upstairs apartment. Arson investigators discovered a drilled hole in the gas tank of the defendant's truck and lids the gas cans laying on the ground by the truck. Ruined his own apartment for 20 minutes. He knocked on the tenant's door to announce the house is on fire. Pictured above or on the thing if you go to the smoking gun, uh, the, the, he was arrested the following day and was found with, quote, fresh burn injuries to his legs and arms. Uh, the tenants have been displaced from the property, and they were not injured in the blaze. But why in the heck would you be playing? There's, there's got to be something allegedly wrong with you to do something like that. That's insane. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, wow. Uh, I'm, wow, speechless, like, seriously. Well, it gets why better. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would do it. <laughs> and then to play that song. Well, he I, doesn't listen to the, the lyrics, so he doesn't understand the song, but whatever. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> kind of at least played uh, Fire by the Ohio players, but anyway. Um, <laughs> a naked the driver. The heat is on? Yeah, the heat is on. <laughs> I, I mean, there's there's a few other ones you could play. Um <laughs> All right, Naked Driver. You got me at Naked Driver. Go. <laughs> yes, a naked driver who knocked out power to a Seattle suburb when she crashed her Volkswagen into a utility pole was under the influence of marijuana at the time of the accident, according to police. Crystal Daniels, 23, was charged this month with driving under the influence of an intoxicating drug 
after tests showed that the THC concentration in her blood was above the legal limit in Washington where recreational use of marijuana is legal. Daniels is scheduled for a September 10th pretrial hearing in King County Court District. According to police reports, Daniels, a Tacoma resident, drove her vehicle into a utility pole around 1.40 a.m. on June 17th. The crash caused power lines to fall to the ground and resulted, quote, in about 100 yards of flames. The resulting electricity outage affected around 1,000 residents in Shoreline, a city about 10 miles from Seattle. Daniels, the car's sole occupant, had to be removed through the crumpled vehicle's rear window. A deputy noted, quote, she wasn't wearing any clothing. King County Sheriff's officers offered no insight as to why she was naked, and when investigators sought to speak with her after the crash, she was conscious, but, quote, babbling and not responding to questions. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, Why? What, the drug or being naked? I mean, being naked is fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to crash into a pole. That's like something out of Family Guy where you crash into a pole and then a bunch of them fall and all catch fire. (laughs) But I saved the best for last. Um, this, actually, amazingly enough, there were no Florida stories tonight, so you all get saved a week of Florida stories, because this next, no, no Florida stories, I'm disappointed like you, but, um, this comes from Kentucky, where a Kentucky man shot his roommate in the buttocks after the victim ate the last Hot Pocket in the freezer, according to cops who arrested the gunman for assault, as alleged in a court (laughs) citation. Clifton Williams, 64, and the male victim got into an argument Saturday evening in a Louisville resident they share. Victim states his roommate, Mr. Williams, got mad. He ate the last hot pocket, an officer noted. When Williams began throwing uh, tiles at him, the victim told police he then attempted to fight back by trying to, quote, beat his ass. The victim said that he began to depart the property. Williams retrieved a handgun from inside the home and came back outside. The man said he yelled, don't shoot, but Williams shot him in the ass while he was trying to leave. The roommate told police he fled a few blocks from the home to get help. The man who survived the shooting was transported to the University of Louisville for treatment of his injuries. Williams was arrested four hours after the shooting and charged with felony assault. He's being held in lieu of $7,500 bond at the Jefferson County Jail. The court citation does not indicate what flavor of the hot pocket triggered the snack-related shooting. (laughs) I love it. You ain't my hot pocket. I'm going to shoot you now. Hot pockets aren't even that great. <laughs> God, it, it, if it was over to ham and cheddar, I'm going to be like real mad if he did a stupid thing. <laughs> I like the one with the little meatballs. Got him crying. <laughs> That's brutal, man. That is so brutal. Like, why? You ate my hot pocket. I'm cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> hot pocket. Now, I can understand. I can understand if okay. it was like uh, a high-end meal. <laughs> no. Here's what gets me is that there's an argument over a hot pocket. This is the age of the people that were involved. It's not like they were college students and couldn't nope. afford food. Nope. These were older. <laughs> Sixty-year-old guys <laughs> shooting over a hot pocket. <laughs> you know they're 
ties are gone. They're like, if they were married, they're they're either married to each other or they're like, they're the grumpy old men. They're the grumpy old men. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing... I'm guessing, and, I, and no offense, and I love you people in Kentucky, but I'm guessing this is only a story that probably could have happened out of Kentucky. And I don't think that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, oh my God! That, okay. that, that was gourmet food. He ate. He ate my hot pocket. <laughs> he ate my hot pocket. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> And with that, oh, yes, the clock on the wall <laughs> definitely is telling us that with people now shooting each other over Hot Pockets, it is time to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's it. We're done. Got to go by. <laughs> Pretty much what we can do. That's all we can do tonight. We, we've taken you this far. That's this. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping the mic after this. There's nothing more I can do. That can top that story. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, my God, I'm crying. I'm seriously crying. <laughs> we will put that I on the pile. I haven't <laughs> cried on a show in a long time. Oh, God. America. You ever hot pocket since 2023. I'm going to snort. <laughs> I'm going to chortle. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know. You know, I'm not even going to add anything to that. I, I'm just going to say with that, did you have any shout outs this week? I, I do. My. <laughs> All right. So we had an anniversary this week, but I said it last week. So happy anniversary to them. But my niece, had a birthday today and modeled the gifts I bought her <laughs> and the modeling pictures that I received from the gifts that I sent my niece were top notch. So like <laughs> bravo, happy birthday and then uh, one of my one of my besties, her birthday's coming up after the weekend, so happy birthday to her as well. Um I <laughs> And then have a good weekend, a safe weekend. Make sure you take the time to to um, really remember those who served and fought valiantly and gave they uh, paid the ultimate price. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all I got. Indeed, uh, yes. And this weekend, if you see that someone has the last hot pocket in the box, leave it there. Don't <laughs> 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 touch it. Don't even think about Start it. Start labeling your food. Start labeling your food. That's mine. Right. Go back to the store. Get your own. <laughs> or ask first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do anything. Good. <laughs> With that, um, <laughs> well, no shout outs this week. Uh, thank you all for putting up with us and listening to us again for another week. Of course, you can catch us here on page one of Blog Talk Radio Friday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, I don't know what that is Greenwich time. I don't know what that is uh, over in the U.K., but for those of you who stay up late and listen to us, thank you so much. 
Uh, also, you can catch this show here on Blog Talk Radio as well as a podcast where podcasts are, especially on Apple and on iHeartRadio and on Spotify. Uh, I'll be over on News Comet BTR throughout the week or weekend. Um, and, yeah, with that, um, <laughs> I would say, as always, um, you all have a great weekend, great week ahead. Um and enjoy the holiday weekend here in the States. Remember what it is for. Freedom is not free, and some people have paid for it with their lives. So take a little time out to hopefully uh, remember them if you can. And um, as we now say in parting, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Take care of yourself and each other, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much, everybody. You know, I told you people something a long time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Page 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 One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR. And add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 